You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform with clients in over 20 Broadway shows, clients on the West End, Australia, all over the globe, collegiate theaters, regional theaters, no theaters at all, just actors doing the thing. Uh, We are your one-stop shop for all things theater and fitness. Check us out, builtforthestage.com. You can try out a two-week trial working one-on-one with none other than myself exciting guest on the show as always guest is over here in the uk in london just wrapped up the revival of crazy for you everybody loves crazy for you and that crazy choreography by susan stroman got to see the show last august on the west end and yeah one of my favorites uh aside from our guests being in crazy for you where they uh i should mention starred as polly um they also have been seen international touring with wicked they've been seen in sunset boulevard at the london coliseum uh, xanadu at the southwark playhouse a whole list of, of things. You can check it out in the description of this episode. Uh, let's just say our, our guest is talented and uh, can't wait to have you meet her. Please welcome to the podcast, Carly Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Carly. Thank Thanks. So- yeah. Introduction. Yeah. My pleasure. Happy Tuesday. Um, Let's jump in. Like I said, super chill. Let's jump in with something that we have uh, just called the BFTS hot seat. Just a fun little way to get to know you. Look at that face of terror and fear (laughs) over there. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be great. I promise. I promise. All right. So let's put on some cheesy music here. Let's see if I can find something that I typically like. I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, let's see this one. All right. Ready? Yeah. All right, question number one, where are you originally from? Elgin, which okay. is in Murrayshire. Okay, and what is like something unique about where you're from? Silly, not silly, like what's something that's like, hey, this is, this is what represents us? It has the most whiskey distilleries of any county in the world. 
the most whiskey distilleries any country in the world. I'm here for it. Okay, okay. I think so, okay. right? I'm pretty sure. Okay, well, we'll we'll do some Google searching after this to see. Okay, uh, if you could be a, any animal, which animal would you be? Oh gosh, that's hard. Um, First thing that comes to mind. An eagle. An eagle. You you are a ferocious bird. Are you going to be on the attack or just mo mostly flying to enjoy the views? Why an eagle? Particularly a sea eagle, I think. Oh, okay, sea eagle. Okay. On the coast. I got it. Going from coast to sea. Yeah. Okay. I was I wasn't going to go with this one, but let's go with beach or mountains. Oh God. Um, <laughs> mountains. Mountains. Okay. Uh, let's go with cake or pie. Like pie? a slice. Okay, a slice. A slice of pie. Pie. Okay. What are we gonna do? Are we gonna do like uh, key lime pie, or we're we gonna do chocolate mousse pie? What are we gonna do? I don't know. Like maybe like uh, like a strudel, like an apple pie. Yeah, apple pie. Love me some apple pie. Yeah. I actually have I have a apple pie tattoo for my grandmother who made apple pies every week. So, Were they good? Oh, they're they're like fabulous. Awesome. They're so good. Uh, okay, if you had a time machine, past, present, future, where would you go and what would you be doing? Oh. This is, this is well hard. This is like, oh man, because as much as I would like to see in the future, I think it would scare the living daylights out of me. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go past and I'm going to do 1920s yeah. height of prohibition. Yeah. This is a popular answer. People want to see what this prohibition was all about. Are you going to yeah. like, le are you, yeah, you going to... Are you going to lead the revolt? Like, are you going to be helping with like the behind the scenes speakeasies and things like that? Or w what's your role going to be? In no, this? Yeah, I, I just want to be at the speakeasies having a party. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you can't do anything in the arts. You can't say, I want to be a director or a producer. Got to be something out of the arts. What would you be doing? A gardener. A gardener. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, are we doing like vegetable type of thing or like flowers or oh, what kind of go vegetables okay. and flowers, like an allotment, but with, um, yeah, so like st stuff to grow for food also, also, but then flowers too, cause they're pretty. <laughs> okay. If you could invite, uh, I won't do three. I'll make it, let's make it easier and say two. If you can invite two people that are either living or have passed away to dinner, who are you going to invite to come to dinner with you that you want to chat Atten in? David Attenborough. Okay. And the second? <sighs> um, someone really fun. Um, <laughs> like Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Okay, that's great. That's kind of the last, it goes to the last question I'm going to ask you. No matter what, when you wake up, good day, bad day, indifferent, in the middle, what's one song that you want to play that always is going to like give you the good vibes, give you a good mood? Oh my gosh. Um, 
Bob Seger, old time rock and roll. Okay, good, nice. I love it. All right, congratulations. You're off the hot seat. You shook it. Oh, that was hard. I got nervous. <laughs> Uh, again, we did this last episode. If you're following along, I'm looking for someone to trace back through, uh, 20 episodes. Cause I asked this question a lot about the song. Somebody go through 20 episodes of bill for the stage podcast and track everyone's favorite song that they've listed and send it to me. And I'll give you two months free of coaching and some swag. All right. All right. So, uh, moving on. When did this whole uh, performing thing start? Were you born and you started singing to the doctor or when did we start doing this? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, I think it was pretty early that I found a lot of joy from singing. My dad, my dad was really into music um, and he used to play the guitar and stuff in the house and there was always music playing. We used to listen to vinyls. He had like a record player and we used to just go through them, me and my sister on like a Sunday. We would just just put them on one after the other. And so we were introduced to a lot of, you know, different styles of music from quite a young age, which we would all sing along to. And we would always have music on in the car. My dad had like like this tape player and like I still remember all the songs that we used to listen to in it so music was always a massive part of my childhood but I think I sort of developed a love for singing I, I joined the school choir and um they would always tell me to be, to be quiet to be quieter because I was talking too loud <laughs> like Carly that was great but can you just not sing so loud next time because all we can hear is you so yeah. And I was, I was quite uninhibited about it, I think. I think I didn't quite realise how loud I was. <laughs> I just used to sing and, you know, not really care. Um, so, and then I think, yeah, I started going to, to like Amdram and, you know, all the little sort of groups and stuff. And we did shows and stuff when I was younger. I did, I did Annie, like a production of Annie at the local Amateur Dramatics and played Annie in that. And then my parents were like, oh, she's quite good at <laughs> So it came from that and then I went to dance classes and more singing lessons and then when I turned 15 I decided to audition for this place in Glasgow called the Dance School of Scotland. It's a comprehensive school um, called Knightswood Secondary School but it has a sort of attachment to it which is um, um, a specialist school which focuses on musical theatre, has a preparatory course in musical theatre and uh, six-year dance course as well so I auditioned for that and I got in and then I moved out to Glasgow from there I auditioned for Arts Ed in London of one of a few schools I auditioned for and I decided to go there and yeah three years at Arts Ed and then out into the big bad world yeah okay so as you were kind of checking the boxes leading you to Arts Ed did you have anyone 
that was a uh, mentor or someone that you're looking up to that was saying like, Hey, Carly, you're really good at this. Like, here are some steps on maybe if you wanted to pursue this, or did you just kind of figure this out on your own? There are always people who kind of help you at different stages in your life who maybe give you a nudge in the right direction. I think the first one is, was I actually had a violin teacher. I played the violin for many years and I was doing my grades and we eventually got to like, you know, quite far on down the line in my grades. And she says, Carly, you do really well in your compositions um, in your, um, when you're playing. She says, but then it comes to sight reading and um, you, you don't score anything. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, it's because I can't read music. And she said, how long have you not been able to read music for? I was like, well, for forever. She said, God, I didn't even know. She says, how, how have I not realized? And I said, well, I just listen to what you do and then I play it back. And she said, oh, okay, that's really great. It's quite to, quite, to, quite a talent, but it's maybe not quite right for, for playing the violin. <laughs> so she was like, I think you'd be really good at singing. Like, I think you should really just focus on that and let's see what we can do with that. And she really sort of pushed me in that direction of, of focusing on my voice a lot more and, and opening up avenues in that, what I could do with it and, and sending me in the right direction. But I think one of my main people... That, that kind of just inspired me. And I think he's inspired a lot of people. It's a man called Graham Dickey. He was the head of musical theatre at Knightsbury Secondary School. Um, he actually retired last year, which I think was quite devastating for the school because he was this, this pillar, you know, he was he was it. And, and it's a massive loss for Knightswood actually to have lost him. But um, he just was so inspirational and made everyone feel like they could achieve anything. You know, he, he filled you with so much, you know, w what you needed in order to be like, okay, yeah, I, I can do this. So yeah. him for sure. Yeah. Thanks, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay so, yeah. So you go to Arts Ed, fast forward, let's fast forward to hopping into crazy for you. When did you hear news of maybe a revival coming to uh, the West End? Were you part of anything leading up to it? Did they just kind of call you and give you the role? Like, what was this whole process like of you finding your way to starring as Polly and Crazy for You? So I had an email from my agent uh, saying, oh, Jill Green is casting Crazy for You at Chichester Festival Theatre. Um, and it's Susan Stroman directing and choreographing. It's like, wow, that's amazing. Um, they were like, they want to see you for Polly. Would you like to go in? I said, yeah, absolutely. They'd love to. Uh, so this was the year before uh, we transferred to the West End. We did um, we did the summer season at Chichester. So I auditioned for that. I went down to London. I did. I went in and sung the songs and I read the scenes with uh, Angelique Kylo and uh, and Richard who are and some of the assistants and uh, residents that work with the show. And from there, I did like a solo tap call. They were like, okay, great, can, can you tap? And I was like, yeah, I've got my tap shoes in my bag, let's give it a go. And then a few days later they said, okay, great, can you come and dance with Charlie? Because Charlie had already been cast. They knew that they wanted him for the, for the role, but they were just trying to pair him up with someone. So I went down to London again and I was, I was actually really late. I was like two and a half hours late for my audition because um, the train that I was on stopped like halfway and didn't go any further for a very long time. But I eventually got there, 
but I'd missed my slot. So Angelica actually taught me the routine, like besides the vending machines at Pineapple Dance Studios. <laughs> and then they were like, okay, great. Now you need to go in and dance with him. I was like, okay, literally like, like this in five minutes. How am I going to do this? Um, so I thought I was terrible. I was like, I'm never going to get this. Like I was so bad, but they obviously saw something, <laughs> which is great. Um, and yeah, I got the got a call a few days later to say, you've got it. And so then we did the run at Chichester and then at the end of Chichester, we, we kind of knew, um, they said that it's going to go to town. We've been offered a couple of theatres and we're just deciding which one it's going to go into, but it's going to go in and we'd like you to do it again. I was like, wow, okay, great. So, cause it's never a guarantee, you know, it's, um, yeah. unless you have a first refusal, it's like, you know, they might have not thought you were very good and they'll get someone else to do it. So it was lovely to know that they had enjoyed what I did and were happy for me to, to go with yes. it. Very cool. So stepping into a role like that in a stylistic piece, my question, having done the show a few times and have seen it obviously with you and other times, how, how for you as a performer, do you honor the style of the piece that can, can, can be larger than life or even cartoon-esque at times, but yet find the genuine nature of uh, being, I don't know, believable and true to the, to the words on the page? Yeah, I mean, this show is quite, Crazy For You is, is quite, it's big, you know. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's fairly fluffy, the story at points, you know, but there's a lot of truth and um, a lot of things to be able to connect to on, the, on a personal level with it as well. She's just a girl and, you know, she's, she's, she's going about her life and she meets somebody who, who she who she falls in love with. So in that sense, there's so many, you know, I can relate to that massively. That's, that's, that happens in, in our everyday life as well. So there are so many moments and opportunities to, to really be truthful and, and believable with it. But it does come with this, yeah, yeah there's humour there and, and, and it's big and, and we all kind of have to match that same level of, you know, slightly outward layer acting if you know what I mean um, yeah. you can't really internalize very much um, so it, it was such a joy to play that probably it was just such a great part because she she has got this real truthfulness about her um, which sat well with me mm. were there any parts of her that you could draw from yourself where it's like oh this is not too hard to have to act because I relate uh, to this certain element of the character. Yeah, I think it's strange. I think more and more these days, quite a lot of. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Quite a lot of directors or, or casting directors sometimes see, see, a, see something in someone which relates very well to the character. And I think quite often they... They, they see that as a, as a great opportunity for you, for the actor to be able to draw on, you know, their own personal experiences and their own personality. And I think for me in this, I probably am quite like Holly, actually. <laughs> um, okay. I'm fairly tomboy-esque and, um, you know, I like, I like to hang out with the guys and that's generally me in my own life. So it's, it, was, it was good in that sense. There was a lot of things that um, we were very similar Did you did you grow up with brothers or yeah. what was that? What, what, okay, you did. How many? How many? Uh, three older brothers and sisters. Oh, okay, yeah. so they're three older brothers. So you're really tough then. You're really yeah. Tough. I'm the youngest of five, and and you know, so it was a busy house, and we all had to fend for ourselves because you know, my mom and dad were working around the clock in order to be able to make enough money to put food on the table. So it was, you know, we we quickly we all had to grow up quite fast to make sure that, you know, we knew how to feed ourselves and, you know, put our clothes in the wash and, and get ourselves dressed and, and, you know, ready to go out for school and stuff. It was, so I suppose in that sense, it made me um, very self-reliant and capable. And mm -hmm. I think um, that's something that Polly has in, in, she has loads of as well. She's, she's a very capable girl. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, the role being, you, you do quite a bit of dancing uh, in the show and with the length of the run and then the one that you had before it was transferred to the West End, how was that keeping up with your mind, your body, the day in and day out? You know, we like to, at Build for the Stage, just talk about the durability. Like, yes, first you have to be willing, but secondly, you have to be able So how were you able to kind of sustain a high level of performance through all of that? Yeah, uh, this is one of the, this was one of the most challenging things that I've ever done in terms of what was required of my body <laughs> and my mind, I suppose. Um, so I think in, I, I knew after having done Chichester, before I did Chichester, I didn't really know what to expect, but then once Chichester was happening, I was like, wow, this is a lot. And a lot for me as well. I hadn't danced in a very long time. And that level of fitness, you know, it took me a really long time to get up to where I needed to be. So I knew that it was coming into the West End. And I thought, okay, right, I've got this many months before we're back in rehearsals again. What can I do in order to make sure that I'm at like peak level of fitness so that I'm you know, I can hit the ground running with this this one next time. So I, I took a lot of time just to make sure that I um, I was looking after myself and my body and making sure that, 
you know, there was, you know, reduced the chance of injury and all of those things. Because with a longer run, there just always is the possibility of, you know, injuries and things, niggles creeping in and then taking over and you not being able to sustain those eight shows a week. So I did a lot. I did a lot of yoga and I did a lot of stretching, a lot of running and made sure that I was eating well and sleeping well before we started rehearsals. But inevitably, just with that intensity of uh, choreography, things did start to creep in and Mm -hmm. um, repetitive strain things. And I had a really sore wrist for pretty much the whole whole run. Uh, So physio and, you know, making sure that we were keeping up with them those injuries and not letting them not letting them linger for too long and um yeah keeping on top of it all was hard but it was great i love the challenge of all was there a particular thing in the choreography that you were repetitively doing with your wrist or i think it was there was i mean there was so many things it was constant <laughs> constant use of the wrists uh particularly <laughs> the the number that me and charlie did shall we dance there is a lot of lifts that are in this kind of you know like ballroom position mm, yes um, so like the permanent flexing of the hand and then having to push from that position um and then we do this like floor spin which then like is pulling on that wrist and mm. um, joint a lot so i i basically um the like little disc in front of my wrist bone just got really inflamed and sore but it, it eventually did settle down so that will work, actually. Okay, so let's segue in from that into when Susan Stroman setting the show. Was there anything in the midst of her setting choreography or blocking when you're like, "Am I going to be able to? Am I going to be able to do this over and over? Should I say? Do I have the do I have the courage to raise my hand and say I I don't know about this one." Yeah, I mean, I think I did that probably every day. <laughs> every day in rehearsals, I said, are you sure about this? Do you think that I, is this going to look okay? And will I be able to do this? And she said, yeah, no, 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 you're going to be great. <laughs> you know, she wouldn't, she wouldn't let you off the hook that easy. She would always make sure that you had explored every possibility, possibility of you being able to do that eight shows a week before. She was like, okay, maybe we'll change it. But... Mm. You know, she she really put faith in you and she made you feel really confident in what it was that she she was asking you to do. She was like, you can do this. Here it goes. Let's give it a go. She's yeah. great like that. And I remember the first time we, we started to learn Shall We Dance. And I think I cried at the end of rehearsals. Not, not in the rehearsal room, but I came out of the rehearsal room. <laughs> and I called my husband and I said, said this I don't think this is I don't think this is going to work <laughs> and I almost called my agent and said I, I think really think they've chosen the wrong person for this because it was just so much and you know it's a long number it's such a long number and I thought I'm just never going to be able to get to that level of stamina and fitness where I can pull this off and someone goes wow that looked great I just thought everyone's going to look at it and go what the hell is she doing <laughs> <laughs> okay but, so, okay Go ahead, please. No, you go, you go. Yeah, so, okay, I love this topic. I love this topic because uh, as a fitness coach for actors, a lot of the time the the mental side is always a focus, and I love you staring down this 
mountain in front of you and saying, how am I going to climb this mountain? So what did it take? Did it just take resilience of continuing to show up and prove to yourself that you were getting better bit by bit? Or did you have to have a, a chat with yourself or with someone else? Or what was it that kind of broke you through that barrier of self-doubt? A chat with myself. And I have them quite a lot. Uh, um, and I think resilience, yeah, that's the word you use. Perseverance and resilience is something that I think, I actually think as a Scotswoman, is kind of instilled in you. Mm. This sort of, uh, nothing's going to be handed to you on a plate. The expectation isn't, isn't there, you know, we're not. We're not kind of, I, I genuinely think Scottish people in general aren't built like that. We've, we've had to work hard and, you know, mm-hmm. um, we're not born with a silver spoon in our mouth. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's that perseverance and resilience and then just, yeah, having an absolute <laughs> slap in the face and being like, come on, get on with it. You can do this. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that we, we all need to do as, you know, as people, is to just, yeah, to have that little quiet word with yourself and say, what are you doing? You know, you're here. The, the opportunity is there in front of you. Take it and run with it. And you got this. Yeah. Okay, so you bring up being a Scottish woman and culturally just that being a part of the norm of you, you, you bear down, you do what is required, whether you feel like you have it in you or not. You, you must keep moving forward. Is there anything from your past that specifically you either maybe thought of then or can think of now where, where you were almost uh, prepared, if you will, for moments like this where you could draw back to and say, you know what? I've been here before. Yeah, I think, I think probably gr- growing up with, with, with three elder brothers and, uh, probably constantly being uh, slightly bullied and put down by them all the time, just because that was the sort of norm. And, and you know, when you grow up in such, we were such close ages, you know, so we used to butt heads with each other all the time. And it was that sort of way where you were the youngest. So they always picked on you. You were the easy target. And uh, so I think that resilience kind of came from that, you know, I'm, I'm quite tough in that sense. I don't, you could say you could say almost anything to me, and I'm probably not going to be that offended. <laughs> mm. Okay, so that's like a superpower when it comes to I feel like auditioning. Is that do you draw from that when you audition as well? Because for a lot of people, rejection or critiques or feedback from an agent that a casting director might have given is that the same for you with the auditions? Where like you're not as phased. It's just okay. On to the next one. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, I, I, I care a lot, you know, it's just my passion and it's what I love to do, so there's a huge amount of love and care and 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 all that behind it, but at the same time, I I care less <laughs> about, about, you know, rejection and things like that now. I use it as a way to say, okay, well, you know, you never lose, you only learn. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now that the show's over, they're speaking of like losing. There, Whenever you close a show, there is a bit of loss or mourning or i i just poured everything i had in this experience and then before i know it like now now it's gone uh throughout your yeah throughout not to i'm not trying to be uh as we might we say in the states a debbie downer i'm not trying to like you know be negative in, in any way but this is again another theme that many of my clients go through or many of our uh network within the theater community go through with how have you in your career kind of bounced from one lily pad to the other in the pond without i guess losing yourself in that transition phase when i was younger it was easier i suppose the there was there was more job opportunities in the sense that I was willing to do more things. You know, I was, I was willing to, to take jobs that I might not necessarily do now purely because of, you know, my personal circumstances now have changed. And so therefore the, the transitions were always slightly easier when I was younger. Um, Not to say that I find them harder now. I just, they're just very different now. I have, I have a five-year-old son and, and so what, when a show finishes, there's obviously the, the sadness and, you know, the loss and you, you crave that routine actually quite a lot. And it's, it's the routine and seeing all the people and the social aspect of, as well as the show is something that I miss massively when a show finishes. It's not necessarily the, the work itself, it's the, the people that were there. But at the same time, I know that I have something amazing to come home to that I've been missing out on for so long. You know, I've not been able to put my son to bed for the past, you know, eight months. So being able to do that is, is you know, there's, my as, you, as I said, my priorities are, are different now. So there's there's something to look forward to. And I know that I'm, I'm going to be a mum again for a little while, which is great because you do sacrifice a lot of that when, when you give yourself to a show, it's um, your other parts of your life always take a hit because because you do have to invest yourself fully in in it in order to make sure that you can achieve those eight shows a week. Yeah, yeah. I think the healthiest practice in a career of theater is not to be a theater person, but to be a person who does theater. Meaning, like you have a life outside of this. Because if you are just putting all of your eggs in this one basket, it's quite overwhelming. There's quite a lot of letdowns. And if that's the only wave you're trying to ride, it's going to be quite the rocky one uh, throughout your life. So I love hearing that. Uh, Last thing I I wanted to cover is you being a mom in the uh, performing space. Uh, Clients, friends of mine are expecting mothers, new mothers, and selfishly for them, I want to just ask you how you've been navigating that throughout the years 
And if you had any advice for uh, women in the theater industry that are expecting to be mothers soon, or maybe are just getting started. It's hard. <laughs> it is hard. And it's hard for any parent or carer, anyone who has um, someone that they, they have to look after outside of, outside of work. It's, it's, um, it's a balancing act. I think the decision to have a child as a woman in this industry it was always a difficult one. Um, you know, you, you spend your whole life working on this career to then take that decision. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to have a baby. I'm going to be a mom, and know that you're going to have to take that time out of work when over the years you've probably missed weddings and family events and all these things because you're like, wow, I want that job and I want to do this and I want to do that. So it's, it's, it's knowing in your head that you have to be happy with that decision that you're about to make, that your priorities are going to completely change. Mm -hmm. And it takes a while to get used to, if, if I'm honest, you know, it is, it is hard because we love what we do so much. Uh, so I think it's knowing that you're going to have something that you're going to love even more is, is, is the, is the thing to, to know. And getting back into it, you know, I find that quite hard after having taken the time out. Mine was extended somewhat as well because COVID hit. Um, and you know, that kind of extended my sort of maternity leave, so to speak, much longer than I thought it was going to be. So coming back to it after, I think it was four years before I did, you know, another show since I, once I had my little one. So it was, it was really difficult and very daunting. Actually, I was, was really scared. I thought, you know, I'm so out of the loop and out of shape and all of these things, but it does come back, you know, it does really quickly come back and, and the love and passion that you have for, for, for musical theater, that, that'll never go away. Mm. You know, just, just things shift. Yeah. I love that. I love that you said you have something you love, but you're about to have something you'll love even more. Or yeah. you said something of that nature that that was quite uh, profound for me. So, uh, Carly, thanks so much for being on Bill for the Stage podcast. It was a lovely chat with you. You seem amazing as you were on stage. Congrats again on your performance. Thank you. Uh, I, I came out tapping my, my feet and singing along to all the songs that uh, we all love so dearly from that show. So congratulations. And yeah, I can't wait to see what's next for you, whether it's a thriving garden or maybe another, another time roll up on stage sometime soon. Thank you so much. It was lovely to chat to you, Joe. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. Carly Anderson. Oh, I got, I'm all like, warm and fuzzy inside right now that was a good chat i hope everyone enjoyed that one if you uh enjoyed the chat you want to follow along with carly make sure you check out the description of this episode and follow her on the gram anderson underscore carly um yeah Aww. that was sweet that was sweet um yeah billforthestage.com check us out actors or athletes later Hi y'all, this is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.